Hi, we're your hosts, Larray Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. You're listening to episode 24 of Leasing Out Loud with your hosts, Larray Spindler and Lori Suba. Welcome back, everyone. This week, we are thrilled to have the wonderful Christy Thompson joining us, iconic in the field and fellow crew member. So we're so thrilled to have you this week. Thanks for having me, ladies. I'm honored and thrilled to be a part of Leasing Out Loud and on your podcast. This is awesome. Well, thanks so much. And I thought it'd be great, Christy. I know you do great work over at Hayworth. Maybe for our audience, could you just share with us a little bit about Hayworth and the role that you play in the commercial real estate world? Absolutely. Well, Hayworth is a commercial interiors manufacturer. So that is a whole group of product lines that we support, but we really help support architects and designers build out interior spaces for clients. So we support interior construction with movable walls. So a lot of the downtown office buildings, et cetera, Mm -hmm. have these beautiful new glass front, movable walls, demising walls. And then we also support the interior furniture. So whether that's paneled workstations or private offices, a plethora of seating and all of the social spaces, soft seating that you can imagine. Got it. Very cool. And this is a hot topic these days Mm -hmm. in terms of the role that furnishings and interiors plays, right, within the space. So, you know, let's chat a little bit about that. We know, obviously, with the COVID world that we're working in and living in, that our world is changing a little bit. I'm sort of curious, Christy, do you see a change or are you already seeing a change just in how tenants are approaching furnishings, interiors, how they're fitting out space? Well, the wonderful news for me is that I think the longer the pandemic has gone on, the more people want to get back to their office space. (laughs) I think the novelty has worn Mm -hmm. off for a lot of people. I think there's a lot of benefit to getting that sort of focused heads down work done at home if you can, but a lot of people can't. And so a lot of people are looking forward to the opportunity to go back to their workspaces. But I think one of the other things is, is that for the majority of people, they're really looking forward to going back and collaborating and communicating with teams and members and just having a simple talk at the water cooler, if you will. Mm, And I think that that is going to change some of the spaces. We have a variety of clients and a lot of them are doing different things, to be honest. Mm, Some are going to mandate that their employees come back. They're large scale companies with thousands of employees and they're not in a position to offer a ton of flexibility. They need to have their employees coming back. Then there's the other side where you see small, medium businesses and they're looking to be potentially a little bit more flexible. Mm -hmm. But one thing that is really clear and what I'm seeing is the desire to go back to more social spaces and for companies to incorporate those spaces within their offices. I've got two clients recently that reached out to me and asked me 
about creating innovative spaces. So what's oh, the latest and greatest? Let's right. create an innovative space for all of our employees to come and gather. And I think that's fantastic mm-hmm. and really exciting for people who do want to go back to the workspace. Right. You have to make it, I think, compelling to come back. We hear this a lot. If you're going to get people back in the office and back into that routine, give them a reason to go back. If you're just going back to the same old, like I think back to my last office job where, you know, folks went, they went into their office, everyone had an office, everyone sat in their office quietly working. There was not a lot of collaborative space for people to break out and have discussions. I think a lot of people would say, I can do that type of work at home. So where is the case, the business case, to suggest that I need to come back other than, you know, hey, we want to actually have eyes on our employees and see what they're up to. You're right. I think there's going to be a need to make a compelling case. And it's really interesting, I find, this whole concept of that collab type space. Like, are you seeing, is it like the soft seating? Is it loungy? Like, what's the direction? I'm really seeing a shift from the large boardroom. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing. I mean, those are just going away. Mm -hmm. From what I see in large part, Mm -hmm. I really see a series of smaller meeting rooms with different applications in a lot of the different rooms. So some might have a table to review drawings or anything of the like. And then you can move into an area where there's four chairs and you can have a conversation or you've got whiteboards or you've got always tech Mm -hmm. incorporated into those Mm -hmm. spaces. But just a variety. We're seeing that rather than the traditional boardroom. Right, where it was just used only for the meeting space, right? And it had the boardroom table and the chairs and it was very formal. Yeah, you're right. We did a really interesting space for LinkedIn. So LinkedIn Mm -hmm. actually challenged Hayworth Mm -hmm. with creating a truly innovative space. So we actually got the opportunity to work with these people and create spectacular spaces. So we do have some great projects that we've worked on Mm -hmm. with some really creative people. So we're fortunate to have done that and help support other clients that are looking to do the same. Interesting. So for a LinkedIn type client, when they're thinking innovation, what's the secret sauce for like a LinkedIn? What are they gravitating towards? What are those tech kind of companies gravitating towards? What's the big driver for those guys? Variety. I think variety is the Mm. spice. I see a lot of flexibility in the products, in the furniture to move, to adapt to different teams that are either collaborating or they need to do in a training session and just being able to move and, and shift their furniture and different spaces for different projects and different ways of working. Because I think ultimately we need to understand how the employees work best Mm -hmm. and That is how design firms and architects and manufacturers such as myself and Hayworth can really help support clients because we have this wealth of knowledge of working with such a large variety of clients that we can help support them in understanding how their people work best. That makes a whole lot of sense. And innovation is such a great word because if people are going to be mandated back, To avoid people just coming back and maybe working in silos, you really want to create spaces where there is that innovation and collaboration and people can come together and see results from that. We had two clients last year that installed brand new spaces, gorgeous spaces, while everybody was working from home. (laughs) And everyone was concerned that 
oh no, we've built out this beautiful, gorgeous space and are employees going to come back to it? Mm. Sent out a survey to everybody working from home. And I think it was something like 40% said that they wanted to come back. Okay. And then as things opened up last summer, they did tours with their employees, you know, however many at a time distanced. And then they did a survey after all their staff had seen it. And after that, 85% of their staff wanted to come back to the office. So it really speaks to quality of design and what furniture and space can do for your staff and your culture. Right, right. Now, Christy, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. We saw before the pandemic hit, you know, this whole hoteling concept was very much underway. We had everyone going to unassigned desks, not everyone, but a lot of folks were starting to go that route. They had the collab type spaces with hoteling. What's the sense with COVID? Like, I do hear rumblings about people saying, you know, we were going more open plan. In the office world, we're now maybe going back in time to individual offices to maintain distancing. Are you seeing that? Or do you think that after this is all said and done, are we going to continue on that hotel train? Or are we going to see tenants revert back to more of those closed office settings? I think, again, I believe it comes back to how do your people work best? I see a bit of everything. I see people like myself. Yeah. I do want space from people right now mm-hmm. in terms of my individual workstation. And I'm in sales, so I'm in and out and I'll touch down at my desk. So I only need a four foot wide space. When I need heads down, I go to a private meeting room or I go work from home that day. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're going to continue to see a reflection of just the needs of the employees. Hopefully, hopefully the clients will be able to support that. But I think the density that we have seen in the past is going to ease a bit because we do recognize and we've learned from the pandemic that there are good things about hygiene and cleanliness Mm -hmm. and and space. (laughs) And I think that (laughs) (laughs) those are good things that have come out of this if we can look at a silver lining. So I think we are going to see a little bit of everything, but I do think benching is here to stay because I think there could be some potential for people to be booking spaces to work in three days a week when they come into the office and then they're home two days. Right. And so it's more of a shared idea. Yeah. But we need to get there from a health perspective, I Mm -hmm. think, first before we can really explore that. Everyone has Sani wipes on the desks. That's the new, (laughs) (laughs) this is the new norm, right? I know Lorraine and I joke sometimes about it where we think back to some of the things I think we sort of took for granted. And you're right. I mean, how many of us went to work when we weren't feeling well? I know I was notorious for that type of behavior. I know it's Mm -hmm. a shocker. I just worked through. And so you'd go to work, you had a cold, you felt lousy, but you were a trooper and you were going to work and get the stuff done and not take a sick day. Heaven forbid you don't take sick days. Like that's wild. And now just look at how this is going to change, I think, our perception of what's okay and not okay. Suddenly it's not going to be cool 
to be that Someone guy. Someone starts coughing <laughs> or and that sneezing. girl, yeah, that <laughs> shows up. corner. <laughs> yeah, and is like, you know, has the bundle of Kleenex and walking around and, you know, the Sudafed <laughs> and the Vicks Vapor Rub <laughs> smell going on. Like, that's not going to be cool anymore. So <laughs> I think it's really interesting. You're right. I think it sort of shone a light on some of the things that we sort of took for granted in some ways. We were like, oh, everyone, let's densify this layout. Let's maximize the number of people we can get into a space sounds like it's probably not going to be a thing necessarily. Yeah, I don't think it will be. And I think that there's something to be said for design, like high quality design and products to support people wanting to come together and collaborate. Mm -hmm. There's certain businesses out there that need their people to come together and collaborate and create. Mm -hmm. That's where great ideas come from. And I think pulling those people back together, we're going to see some great things come into commercial design. Christy, if we can put you on the spot one more time, furniture side of things, pre-COVID, there was a market for used furniture. Me coming from more of the industrial market would hear about downtown office groups downsizing and there was excess furniture available and there was a market for that. But now with COVID, people shifting to working from home and getting offices set up at home, Is there still quite a bit of used furniture out there available? Or what's that market like now or the demand for new furniture? I think definitely things have changed. But we've seen this before in Calgary with the roller coaster of the economy here, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where companies have to vacate floors and then want to sublease uh, with the furniture included. And that certainly is prevalent in our market today. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's a lot of companies that are recognizing how the space, the design, the furniture supports a different way of working. Again, where people are coming together and the furniture and the design is intentional and based to support the culture and the business drivers for the clients. So yes, there is used furniture. I think when you're moving into a space and it has furniture and it fits and works, that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few people approach pulling furniture out of one building to put into another. And I think at the end of the day, that costs them as much as purchasing new furniture. Right. So I think there's something for clients to really understand when they're looking at something like that, because taking product from one place, taking it down, driving it over, putting it up again, there's the wear and tear, but there's also a cost associated with that. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of man hours and a lot of work. So clients need to be aware of the cost of all those things. And I think that there's a great market out there for repurpose. I think there's a lot of charities Mm -hmm. that have open arms to receive and be the recipient of furniture. Yeah, for sure. And I totally agree with you. I think sometimes you get so caught up in the bargain basement price of the used furniture market. And then it's like, oh man, now we got to figure a way to actually get it where we need it to go and have it actually fit without looking like it's a hodgepodge put together. And that, to your point earlier, where people want to feel good about coming back to the office, that may be counterproductive, right? Like if you're just sort of slamming desks in without thinking about making it a space that's compelling. Well, and I think quality, that's really important too. Hayworth is a commercial interiors manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So we have 
extensive warranties on our product too. So when clients are purchasing furniture from a major manufacturer like ourselves, there's longevity in their product. And that's why it's really important to look at the flexibility of the furniture Mm -hmm. and how it can adapt. Because as we've seen in the past, wow, over a year now, things change and they can change quickly. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we need to be adaptable and we are adaptable. And I think having a product that can work for you today and in the future is a positive thing. Well, that is great advice, Christy. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really got a lot out of our conversation about what the new working world might look like and what some of the cool forward-thinking organizations might be doing within their interior space and how Hayworth is supporting that initiative. So great to hear your thoughts on the topic. Really appreciated having you on. Thanks, Lorraine. Thanks, Lori. I really feel honored to have been a part of this podcast and know both of you ladies. Great team at Scout Real Estate. Aw, thanks, Christy. And that's a wrap for us this week. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast this week. And please, if you have any comments or questions for Christy or for us, you can always shoot us a note at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, join us next week when we will talk latest and greatest in commercial real estate. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.